This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready, because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. begins. I've been looking forward to this. Do it. Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. Your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection. Not to worry. We are still flying half a ship. Another happy landing. Hold on. This whole operation was your idea. This is outrageous. It's unfair. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Ironic. Is it possible to learn this power? Hello there. So uncivilized. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? The Senate will decide your fate. I am the Senate. It's treason, then. Execute Order 66. I'm sorry, sir. It's time for you to leave. The attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! You underestimate my power! Hello and welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 73. My name is Jeff, and on this weekend's episode, we are continuing our journey through the Skywalker saga. We are up to episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. That means I'll be talking about the memories I have from when I first saw the film. Then I'll be talking about my favorite characters from the film. And then, of course, my favorite scenes from the film. And of course, I wrap it up by talking about would I have changed anything about the film itself. But before we do all that, I have to go over the BMC poll the week from last week. And I have my little review, thoughts, and feelings about this weekend's episode of The Mandalorian, The Siege. So let's just jump right into that poll from last week. And the BMC poll the week from last week was, 
which Star Wars character had the coolest Mandalorian armor? I got 75 votes in this one, probably one of my highest polls ever to date. And the choices I gave were Jango Fett, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Sabine Wren, and Bo-Katan. Now, my vote went to Bo-Katan just because she is one of my favorite characters from the Clone Wars series, along with Ahsoka, and to see her in live action last week was just amazing to me, so that's why I picked her, and plus, I do like her armor. I think it's pretty cool. I would have voted for Din Djarin because I feel he does have really cool armor, but in this case, I went with Bo-Katan. But anyway, the results of the poll were in fourth place, Django Fett getting no love whatsoever at 5.3%. In second, or in third place, excuse me, is my pick Bo-Katan at 21.3%. Sabine Wren came in at second at 34.7% and just edging her out was the Mandalorian Din Djarin at 38.7%. Probably the closest poll I've had to date as well, which is really cool. So there were your results from last week's BMC Poll of the Week. And for this weekend's BMC Poll of the Week, it really has nothing to do with Revenge of the Sith. It's just a poll I found online that I thought was really neat and hopefully will get a lot of votes. It is, who is your favorite Star Wars The Clone Wars character? Now, the choices I'm going to give are characters that were mainly on the Clone Wars uh, specifically were introduced, uh, which I should say, in the Clone Wars. So, the choices I'm going to give are Hondo Anaka, Cad Bane, Rex, and Pre Vizsla. Out of those four characters, which one was your favorite? And of course, if you want to you know, vote for someone else, please do so in the comments. But like I said, I'm trying to stick to the characters that were mainly in the Clone Wars themselves, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So that's this weekend's BMC Poll of the Week. It will be pinned to the top of my Twitter account, at that BMC pod. Go vote for it there, and I'll read the results out on next week's show. Now... Let's jump into the Mandalorian from this weekend. Chapter 12, The Siege. This episode was uh, old school, I should say. A lot of stormtroopers, Empire, blowing up stuff, and I love every minute of it. I love seeing Cara Dune and Grief Karga back. I love those two characters. To see them back was awesome. And we got, I believe, his character's name is Mithral, uh, Din Djarin's first uh, bounty from Chapter 1, played by Horatio Sands. I just love Horatio Sands. So funny. Love Mithral as a character. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But it was great to see him back. He's working for Grief Karga now. And we find out Cara Dunes, the Marshal... And it is, the episode was just so action-packed. I loved every second of it, like I said. Seeing the Stormtrooper, seeing the Imperial base again. It was just awesome. Loved the episode. So far, this season of Mandalorian, I have not disliked one episode. I 
right now I'm not even going to attempt to rank them. Plus, you know me, I don't like to rank Star Wars stuff because I love everything about Star Wars. I don't really hate anything, so it's hard for me to rate or rank anything, but occasionally I do. But like I said, out of the first you know, four episodes so far this season, they are just knocking it out of the park. And I just can't wait for Chapter 13. Will Chapter 13 be the episode we see Ahsoka? Don't know. But we see at the end of the episode, those little squirrely uh, ship shipbuilders or ship mechanics put a tracking device on Din's ship on the Razor Crest, and now Moff Gideon's going to be tracking them down. And I'm afraid, of course, he's going to lead them right to Ahsoka. So we will see what happens. But, oh my goodness, that episode was awesome. And just to see the, I guess, the cantina there where they had the shootout at the one of the very last... Well, actually, it was the last episode of The Mandalorian from Season 1. The one that got blown apart and set on fire is now restored, rebuilt. And it got converted into a school, which was pretty cool. And to see uh, Grief Cargo leave the child there in the school while they went to do bit, talk business and then do business. But Mando, of course, tried to stop and said, no, wherever I go, he goes. But Grief was like, trust me, we're, what we're doing is no place for a kid. So he leaves him there in the classroom, <laughs> sits him down at the desk. And I just love the moment where he used his force powers to get the snack the kid next to him was eating because the kid was rude and said no when the child reached out his cute little hand and asked for a, asked for one. So he, he went he went about taking them for himself anyway, which was really cute and cool. So yeah, overall love the episode. Let me know what you thought about the episode from this past week on Twitter, Facebook, email me, leave me a voicemail on Anchor, you know, all the usual places. All the usual places, of course, are in my outro to every episode, and you could see them there, and they're also in the show, show notes. So, I am going to take a short break, and when I come back from the break, we will start talking about Revenge of the Sith. cheeseburger you do not want i do not want that cheeseburger those fries give yoda here have my fries your drink desire you not the diet pepsi i do want want you not do not want this summer grab a diet pepsi and see star wars episode 3 revenge of the sith And I am back. So let's talk about Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3. 
the most darkest of the prequels, I believe. The one that most people, especially my generation, Generation X, uh, the original trilogy generation, prefers out of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. This is the one that they say is their favorite. But you all know me. I've already said my favorite of this trilogy was Phantom Menace. It's the one I've watched the most. It's the one I like the most. It's the one that has the most Jar Jar in it. So that's a, that's why I like uh, Phantom Menace. And I really enjoyed uh, Jake Lloyd as Anakin. Not saying I didn't like Hayden Christian as Anakin. I just like that we went back to when Anakin was a 9, 10-year-old boy. We needed to see that innocence for this movie here to have a big payoff, in my opinion. So, we get to Revenge of the Sith, and of course it opens up with that scene that we saw in the last season of the Clone Wars series, where Obi-Wan and Anakin were taken off to save the Chancellor, because Grievous was attacking Coruscant. So, it opens up with, a, with an awesome space chase. I really like the opening of this movie more than any of the previous prequels. That's in, that includes my favorite, The Phantom Menace. I really enjoyed this opening. It was action-packed. We get the classic line, here's where the fun begins. Love that line from Anakin. And it just jumps right into Anakin going in there, saving the Chancellor. And... Like I said, the, the opening is probably the most action-packed, I believe, of the prequels. So, let's get into my memories of when I first saw this film. 2005, I believe, is when this film came out. I was... No, hold on one second. 2005? Yes, 2005. I had to do the math real quick. I am so sorry about that little brain fart, but yeah, 2005. So, I went to see this movie with my best friend and his wife and my wife. So we all went to see this movie. My best friend, of course, he's a Star Wars fan, but not as nerdy into it as I am. But we all went to see this movie together. We went over to a theater in uh, Harrisburg to see this movie and I enjoyed every second of this movie when we first saw Hayden in the full Darth Vader armor I got goosebumps and of course when we came out of the theater in the huge lobby there me and my friend was were having a discussion as our wives were going to the restroom we were talking about the movie and he was asking me, he goes, so when, when do you consider that he was officially Darth Vader? And of course I said, right there in Palpatine's office when he knighted that, when he knighted him from henceforth, or however he said it, you shall be known as Darth Vader. And I said, right there, he was Darth Vader. So I said, the lightsaber battle at the end of that movie, I said, I consider it to be Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader because he was officially Darth Vader. Just because he wasn't in the armor doesn't mean his name wasn't already Darth Vader. But that was my opinion. I know other people have different opinions about that. 
but right at the moment he was christened or knighted or what have you, Darth Vader, is when he was Darth Vader. But anyway, that was that's a part of my memory of first seeing it, was me and my friend discussing that that uh, moment, and he, he, he kind of agreed with me, he goes, but he goes, it was hard for him to call him Darth Vader until he saw him in the armor, which is which is understandable. I mean, we're both of Generation X, me and my best friend, so it, it was hard for him, it was hard for me, but I told him, I said, when he got knighted, Darth Vader is when he was Darth Vader. But anyway, enough of that. That was my memories of when I first saw it. it was with my best friend, my best friend's wife, and my wife, and afterwards we went out and had an early evening dinner, and me and my friend continued to discuss plot points from the movie, which really annoyed our wives, I think, but that's neither, neither here nor there. Now let's get into my second talking point. My favorite character from the movie. Anakin has to be my favorite character from Revenge of the Sith, hands down, just because it was, I teared up in the theater when he did the turn. I really did. His whole discussion with Padme there on the landing platform with Mustafar had me tearing up. It, and his, his of course, his battle with Obi-Wan and they're on the banks of the Lava River where Obi-Wan yelled at him. You were my brother, Anakin. I teared up then as well. It was just really hard to see the downfall of the sweet little innocent 10-year-old boy that we met in Episode 1. That's why I really enjoyed Episode 1 and think that George Lucas taking him back to like a 10-year-old kid was a good idea. It wasn't a bad idea. It was a good idea. It made that moment for me even more powerful. So that's why Anakin is one of my favorite characters from Revenge of the Sith, probably my favorite character in that movie. My second favorite character is R2-D2 in this movie. Not that he had a whole lot to do, but at the beginning of the movie, he stole the beginning of that movie. When they crashed into the landing bay there on the Invisible Hand, R2 took over that scene. I just loved everything about R2 in that moment. So R2 became one of my favorite characters in this movie, and R2 is one of my favorite overall Star Wars characters. Of course Obi-Wan is a favorite character of mine in this movie. This probably, I think, was the episode, the movie, that made me, when I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think of Ewan McGregor. Not Sir Alec Guinness, not James Arnold Taylor, even though James Arnold Taylor played Obi-Wan the longest out of all of them. It's just that seeing Ewan and his voice and that face, that's Obi-Wan to me from now on. I love James Arnold Taylor, loved everything he did in The Clone Wars and what he continues to do with Obi-Wan. But like I said, when I think of Obi-Wan now, it is Ewan McGregor. And if someone said, well, who, after Ewan, who would you prefer? I would say James Arnold Taylor as well. Because really, Sir Alec Guinness only played him for half a movie, and then he was only seen here and there as a Force ghost in Empire and Jedi. So 
that that that's why I think of Ewan and James Earl Taylor over uh, Sir Alec Guinness. Uh, Padme was a favorite character of mine in this movie. You saw her growth in this movie as well, going from a queen to a senator to a senator that's expecting twins. Well, she didn't know she was having twins. And it was, I don't know, it, it was just heartbreaking to see her go through this downfall with Anakin because they were basically going through it together. She was refusing to believe it when Obi-Wan came and tried to explain to her, hey, he's the one that slaughtered all these younglings. And she couldn't, she didn't want to accept it until she went to Mustafar and confronted him and found out, yeah, all of it was true. So it was just, and plus, Natalie Portman deliv- delivered an amazing performance in that movie, I believe. And I'm going to go out and live and say Hayden Christensen delivered a great performance in that movie as well. Everybody puts him down for his acting in these prequels. And I disagree. I think he did a great job acting. The scene in, I'm going back to episode 2, Attack the Clones, the scene in on Tatooine where he's telling Padme about killing the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders, that scene was powerful and emotional because of Hayden's acting in that scene say what you want but I feel he did a great job acting in that scene and he did a great job acting in Revenge of the Sith as well and other than those and of course Jar Jar Binks one of my favorite characters even though he had a very 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 minimal part in this movie which like I said before in Attack of the Clones when I talked about that last week that upset me that George gave into that fan pressure and cut Jar Jar out of the rest of the prequels. It just really was heartbreaking. I Jar Jar deserved better. Ahmad Best deserves better. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Now let's move on to my third talking point. My favorite scenes. And this is the one where I usually forget some scenes because I'm so excited talking about the ones that I'm talking about. I forget. Oh my god, I want to add this. Just like when I was talking about Hayden Christensen in that scene on Tatooine talking to Padme after the Tusken Raider Raider uh, fight, that was one of my favorite scenes in Attack of the Clones, and I don't think I mentioned that on my episode last week. I just totally forgot. Uh, but in Revenge of the Sith, my favorite scenes are the opening, the opening. The whole entire opening from when they're flying towards the Invisible Hand after they get on the Invisible Hand. And when the, the whole moments that they are on the Invisible Hand until it crashes down on Coruscant. I love that entire opening sequence. And I love... This is for my friend Carl over at the Wampus Lair. Carl, I loved the balcony scene with Anakin and Padme on Coruscant where they were talking about where they want to raise their ch- their child. I really love that scene. I'm with you. You can't beat a good balcony scene in Star Wars. I love that scene. I loved the moment when um, oh my goodness now I'm blanking on it. Uh, the moment where Anakin and Obi-Wan are saying goodbye for the last time. And how 
that's how they left it. They left it as friends. They Anakin apologized to Obi Wan. Obi Wan was saying how he really felt towards Anakin, and saying "May the Force be with you," and all that is just heartbreaking. It made my heart break. It made me tear up. And knowing that that was the last time they were going to see each other as Anakin and Obi Wan, the next time they saw each other, they were Anakin and Vader. So that was just heartbreaking. And of course, the lightsaber battle at the end, one of my favorite lightsaber battles in all of Star Wars. I love the battle there on the banks and through the lava river on Mustafar of the Vader and Obi Wan. I did say Vader. Uh-huh. And just that whole scene, of course, like I said, when Obi-Wan said, I have the high ground, it's over, and don't try it, Anakin, don't try it, and he flips over him and he cuts him in half, cuts his legs off, and it was that whole little speech there at the end had me tearing up from Obi-Wan, so yeah, and of course, Padme's funeral scene, I love that, I love the... The um, scene, of course, where he gets in the armor for the first time and leans up and you hear him breathe for the first time. That gave me goosebumps at all. It still does. And, of course, the no at the end never really bothered me. I just... Yeah, they could have done with that. He could have just said no, you know, like that or something. But, come on. It was... I don't know. I, I don't know what goes through directors' minds when they tell their actor, hey, I want you to stretch it out, what have you. But it never really bothered me. It still doesn't. I think it's kind of funny. I like the way that even Star Wars now makes fun of themselves. So they don't even take it too seriously. Just don't take it too seriously. It's a movie. Have fun with it. Love what you love about it, hate what you hate about it, but don't rip on other people or criticize other people's feelings about the movies. So, now, let's get into my fourth and final talking point. Would I have changed anything about the movie? Yes, right there. I would have cut down the no, or just cut it out totally. Even though it never really bothered me, I don't think it was necessary, so... I would have cut that out. But like I said, it doesn't bother me that it's there, but that I would have changed the no. I would have maybe given us a little bit more time with Vader in the arm. I don't know what that would have been since it was at the end of the movie. But yeah, I everything else about this movie though, I don't think I would have changed much. Um, I don't know if I, I said it in last week's episode of when I did Attack of the Clones, but one of the things I would have changed about Attack of the Clones is to keep the deleted scene of when we meet Padme's family. That would have had more impact for Padme's character if we would have met her family in that deleted scene, if they would have kept that in, but I understand about time constraints and stuff in movies. So... But I can't think of any deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith that I would have kept in. Um, I really can't remember uh, what the deleted scenes were in Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to have to go back on Disney Plus and pull them up and watch them again to get my mind going to know what those deleted scenes were. But yeah, there you have it. The only 
the main thing I would have changed about Revenge of the Sith, either cut down the no at the end or take it out completely, even though it never bothered I just don't think it was necessary. But like I said, I don't mind that it's there. And I laugh now when I see it just because Star Wars likes to make fun of themselves. And that's one of the things that they do occasionally is, you know, play around with that scene and make jokes about that scene. So I have no problem with it. But that's the only thing I would have changed. How did how did you react to Revenge of the Sith? What was your first memories when you first saw it? Who were some of your favorite characters? What are some of your favorite scenes? And what would you have changed about the movie? Let me know. Send me an email. Shoot me a tweet. Leave a comment on uh, Facebook about it. And let me know. Or leave me a voicemail on Anchor. And I will play it on next week's episode. So there you have it. That's my Revenge of the Sith episode. And of course next week will be the start of the sequels force awakens i cannot wait to get to the sequels i know the sequels are like the prequels to some people but hey i love the sequels so i can't wait to start talking about them so don't forget to go answer the bmc poll of the week for this weekend which is what is your favorite star wars character from the clone wars and I gave you Hondo Anaka, Cad Bane, Rex, or Pre Vizsla. Go answer it over at my Twitter account. It'll be pinned to the top of my Twitter account at that BMC pod. Go answer it there. Let me know who your favorites are. And like I said, I try to keep it to characters that were only introduced and mainly used in the Clone Wars. I didn't give uh, Bo-Katan because she's live action now. And not saying that she was she was introduced in the Clone Wars. I'm just saying she's moved over to live action as well. And we sort of know someone that's coming up maybe in live action. Maybe a little Ahsoka Tano. That's why I left that one off there. And I think she would have ran away with it if I put her on there. So I was trying to keep it, you know, lesser known. Not lesser known, but characters that were only introduced in the Clone Wars animated series. So... Go answer it at that BMC pod. Let me know. I'll read the results out on next week's episode. And as always, until next time. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for letting me hear why I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod, on Facebook at that BMC Pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the Blue Milk Cafe Pod, and you could also email the Blue Milk Cafe at borgbach at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk. It does a body good.
conversation anyway. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>